Okay, I'm done. I'm done. I can't take it anymore. Done, 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 done. Who goes there? Come on in. Welcome to the scum bar. Gumbar Podcast, where we talk movies, video games, pop cultures, the Treaty of Versailles, and everything in between. I'm your host, Matt Brush, and with me today is my co-host. <laughs> no, no, he's gone. I'm gonna get a new one. Hold on, hold on. I'm gonna get a new one. Get out. Get out. There we go. Okay, next, get the other guy in here. Okay, you, sir. What's your name? Anthos. Yeah. Okay. Good. Great. Anthos, my co-host. Anthos. Hello. How are you doing today? I'm just thinking about speaking about the Treaty of Versailles. I yeah. know nothing about the do Treaty. Do you know what the Treaty of Versailles is? Uh, something to do with Versailles in France. Oh, good call. Hey, I didn't even know that. I had to search it up. I felt ashamed, but I didn't know what the Treaty of Versailles was. And after I read it, I felt even more ashamed that I didn't know what the Treaty of Versailles was. It was the uh, document that they wrote after World War II to say that it's done. That it's done, yeah, yeah. I had a feeling it had to do with like the ending of some war, but I couldn't remember. It must have been this, yeah, World War II. I was not lying when I said we would talk about the Treaty of Versailles and, and everything in between. Great. So welcome to the Scumbar Podcast. I hope you all enjoy it. We're just going to jump right into the next thing, which is the pirate joke. Anthos, are you oh. ready? Oh, yeah. Okay. <laughs> what is the difference between a pirate and a strawberry farmer? What is this? What is a strawberry <laughs> I farmer? I don't remember the punchline. Oh, no. You, it's been a while since I wrote this. Give me a second. I can remember it. It's in the deep recesses of my brain. Well, I have more time to think of an yeah. actual answer. Give me a second here. Wait, sorry. Can you say the question one more time? What is the difference between a pirate and a strawberry farmer? <laughs> I remember the I remember the punchline. You go ahead. I can't. No, I don't. Just, just say it. <laughs> I love this one. Okay, what is the difference between a pirate and a strawberry farmer? One buries treasure, and the other one treasures berries. Wow. Okay, I would not have guessed that. My life depended on it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I like that one. It's wordplay to a fine degree. Yeah. Like a very nice wine. Like a yeah. Uh, that's yeah. what I was gonna say. Like a Concord. Like grape. a berry wine. Like a berry mallow. A, a berry merlot. Ooh, <laughs> take it to the pun town. Um, uh, do we need to talk about anything cultural before we moved on to ye old news? You know what? I don't care. We're jumping into the Let's next one. Let's keep jumping. All right. Jumping into ye old news. First, talking on the talking, I've got Men in Black, the new internet. I think it's called Men in Black International. Mm. And have you seen oh. this yet? Mm. It seems to be jumping all over the place on the webs. I don't. Thinks. Oh, you know what? No, no, no. Oh, I saw a teaser for um, some sort of like kid movie where we. Th- it looked like it was gonna be Men in Black, but there was like a oh. kid and an older person, and they were both wearing suits and like black sunglasses. 
But I don't think that, that was Men in Black. Have, I'm not sure. No, I, think I don't was, know much about the like plot a, of this. It's like a kid movie. Like, it's a movie based on a kid's book or something. Okay, I don't know what that is then. But for Men in Black International, I know it's Chris Hemsworth. Cool. Uh, so Thor. Yeah, and that's all I know. That's all I, or the, I, I think. I, I saw a photo. It was him and some girl. I don't know her. And then I, I think it said there's going to be like even more Men in Black. Like, I saw the IMDb real quick, and there was a bunch of actors in it. But I don't, I don't even know if Tommy Lee Jones is in it or if Will Smith is in it. But it's like a... I'm assuming from the title, it's international. It goes all over the world or something, right? Uh, is Ghostbusters the one that is also... Um, Men in Black or Ghostbusters? No, no, Ghostbusters. Okay. So, you know, like, the, the latest Ghostbusters with, like, um, <clears throat> Melissa McCarthy and, and everybody else? Yes. Um, is that set in a universe that is the uh, same as some other movie? No. Like, for example, Men in Black? No. Okay, because I was thinking Chris Hemsworth is the secretary. Oh, you're right. Ghostbusters. And I thought maybe this could be, like, the universal... Like crossover oh interesting where he also happens to be in the men in black or just becomes the men in black eventually but i guess not interesting yeah, okay. that you mentioned ghostbusters i see this as very similar to that i i think it's kind of an ip that's lost these days and yeah. it doesn't really matter anymore judging by your reaction to this i don't think you care about it that much either well not if i don't because i was really i was really hooked on it when um when tommy lee jones and will smith were both in it yeah i agree like so i found one and two we're talking about and weren't they they were in three only uh, Will Smith, right? No, Tommy Lee Jones was also in the third one, but like not all of it because it was played by like young Josh Brolin. Tommy Lee, yeah, yeah, exactly. Um, what was I thinking? You're right. I forgot Tommy Lee Jones is in that. Oh wait, did we talk about this? The no. teaser trailer for the Ghostbusters with Bill Murray. No, there's a teaser trailer for that. Yeah, I haven't even wrote it yet. Uh, was there a teaser for that? The teaser was uh, <laughs> I think it was maybe just last week. What? Um, it just pans to like this shed. I don't know. Should I be? Maybe we should just watch it. It's really quick. Sure. I don't, yeah, I don't okay. want to spoil it for you. Everybody, so. hold on two seconds. Hold on to your butts. <laughs> Something strange. Oh, yeah. Neighborhood. Who are you going to call? Busters. Yeah, so just as much as that wasn't satisfactory for you, that's how I felt watching the trailer. Yeah, I know. The trailer or the teaser wasn't much. Yeah, so again, they haven't scripted it yet <laughs> yeah that's what shows they, you the state of hollywood right now that's why they that's why they only showed the car the car doesn't have lines so uh, it's, okay, it's okay that they showed us um okay <laughs> next thing let's move on dragon ball new game footage yeah I, I, okay we didn't watch this trailer yet do you want to watch it now sure because i haven't seen this trailer oh, I, i've seen it but you can see it oh why don't yeah. you explain it to me actually so okay they in the trailer i guess it's what, more of a teaser too what is the game called so i believe the unofficial title is dragon ball game Project Z. Oh man, Bun- <laughs> is it Bandai Namco? Is that who it is? Yeah, probably. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, those guys—they really yeah. know how to title their games. Oh yeah, Budokai Tenkaichi Three, selling that at EB Games to like a mom who doesn't know anything about what her son's into. Yeah, that's hard. <laughs> <laughs> oh, he doesn't want Budokai. He wants Budokai Tenkaichi Three. I wow. promise you. <laughs> yeah. um, okay, so again, it's more of a teaser, I think, because I'm not sure how much of the um, the video shows actual gameplay. I think they show footage from the past, uh, like Dragon Ball Z Fighters and whichever one came after mm. Dragon Ball Oh, yeah, Z. Fighters. That was a confusing title, too. Sure. Because it was Fighter Z. Oh, <laughs> sorry, maybe that's what I meant to say. Yeah. Uh, and I think there were maybe two sequels after that, right? One or two? To Dragon Ball Z, to Dragon Ball Fighters? Fighter Z, yeah. I thought that was the last one they made, but that's also a little bit different than the typical games because that oh, was. Oh, there was Xenoverse. No, no, no. Yeah, Xenoverse and Xenoverse, Xenoverse 2. Yeah. Those are good games. Those are modeled more like an MMO. 
Uh, oh, are they? Yeah, so they're very different than Dragon Ball Fighter. Dragon Ball oh, Fighters is much more like Street Fighter or Tekken. It's okay. like a fighting game. So it's the first for Dragon Ball to actually go into the fighting game genre in a conventional fighting game sense. Oh, I see. While the rest have been a Dragon Ball fighting game, which means that you can fly all around and do crazy stuff. Gotcha. But okay. Dra- Dragon Ball Fighters is like grounded. Grounded like Street Fighter. Like yeah, exactly. Yeah. yeah. Okay, so then the footage that they showed was <clears throat> of um, of just like the one-on-one fights. But then the last maybe like five seconds, they actually show Goku... Um, and this is taken from the origin of Goku, I think, before he actually becomes a Super Saiyan. So, okay. basically, like, the original Dragon Ball Z series. Good. So, he starts, like, you see him just walking about, and I think it's supposed to imply that this one is actually, like, action RPG, as opposed to just, like, one oh, one battling. Oh, So, yeah. I don't know how many Dragon Ball games have come out in action RPG format, but... Not many. Yeah. Lots of them straddle that line, and that's why I like Xenoverse, because it kind of does straddle that line, but it okay. plays more with the MMO rules of creating your own universe character and okay. putting it into that. Oh. So action RPG, but in the sense of, an own, of a custom character instead of playing as a Goku. Oh, I see. So but this they, one... Sorry, go ahead. Well, yeah, so this one, I guess it'll just take place um, in terms of Goku's origin story. Okay, I think. the Game Boy Advance games did that. But they oh. were really good. People liked them. They had the fighting format of like Tekken yeah. or like Street Fighter, but they had like an overworld RPG format of like walking through towns, so, very oh, much like Pokemon, yeah, right? I that. I, and they were really yeah. good. Uh, you one of them you played as Gohan, and you went through Gohan's story from young up to adult, I believe. Okay. And the other one you played as Goku. Yeah. And you went from like young to adult. Yeah. I can't remember what they were called, but they were really good because you would like something saga. Yeah, so, yeah, Dragon Ball Saga, maybe? Maybe that's what it was called. I, I can't remember. But yeah, so you walk around towns and villages and shops and all that kind of stuff, but then when you encounter a foe, then it goes into that fighting screen like it would conventional like, yeah. Pokemon. Right. But there wasn't, I don't think there was leveling up or anything like that. There was just movesets, I, I believe. Oh, I thought there might have been strengthening your key. Oh, was there? Mm, there might have been. There actually might have been. So maybe it was full on RPG then. Or chi. No, they call it key, right? It's key. Yeah, it is key. Key, I? Key. Anyways, that's interesting. Yeah. If they go that route, then all the power to them, because that's the Dragon Ball Z game most people want to play. Yeah, I think it's so. Like, too. It sounds like they pulled people and were like, "Oh wow, that's who you want to play." Okay. Well, yeah. I mean, like Goku's always been like that kind of figure that people will yep. look up to when they and think of Dragon Ball Z. If you look Z, at the right? fan base, so. a lot of the fan base agrees that the Dragon Ball Z storyline originally is their favorite storyline. Yeah. Yeah. Much like Pokemon, Gen One is their favorite yeah. Pokemon. Yeah. Pokemon Story One. It doesn't mean the rest are bad. It just means that if we had to pick a favorite, we're gonna kill all the others. And we're yeah. gonna keep them. <laughs> Actually, my favorite might even. Oh, this is, oh is he uh, gonna say the words? No. You can try it, my friend. But it's you just... will always come back to your Squirtle it's... or like your Charmander. <laughs> I mean, yeah, because like it's you get that nostalgic feeling seeing like the really it, terribly exactly sixteen-bit version of the Pokemon. Exactly. You can look at Diamond and Gold and X and Y and whatever one you want. You can say, hey, th- you know what? You know yeah. what? These are actually pretty good. You can say that all you want, but at the end of the day, you're going to pick Squirtle. <laughs> well, okay, no, but mine would be, I guess it would be first generation in yeah. a sense, although it's second generation. I hear second a lot from people. The second is better. Well, no, what I mean to say is Pokemon Yellow, so the 1.5 generation. Oh. Because, like, I... Well, that's fooling me, because second gen is definitely it's, golden. It's, so yeah, it's not actually second gen. Oh, I did like second gen, though. Second yeah. gen, the gameplay was great. I know. I, I, if I had to choose, and I've barely played second gen, I think it goes in the order of the generations. I think first gen is the best, and second yeah. gen would be second best. And yeah. then I don't know after and that, because I don't know them very well. Anyway, I, we're actually sidetracking like, quite a bit. We're, yeah, you're right, but I feel like X and Y, actually. I think X okay. and Y is probably right. right. Anyways, yeah. <laughs> Out of the Dragon Ball Z, let's cool. go into the KH3. Yeah, so you go ahead. Um, I realized last time, yeah, in our last episode, I mentioned that Kingdom Hearts would be coming out on the 25th, which is what I read. Is that a Friday? That w- would have been a. F- Days of Tech. Okay, so yeah. No, 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 that was a Thursday then. Was that a Thursday? Because it actually oh, yeah. ended up coming out. Wait, today's the 30th? Today is the 30th, yep. Yeah. 
Oh, it came out yesterday then. Yeah, the 29th. But it comes because uh, games release on Tuesdays here. Right. Like okay. Big, big game releases, but the thing is, some release dates are on a Friday. <clears throat> Um, uh, but they okay, won't okay. release until Tuesday. It, it works in this. So if you're ever confused about a release date, it's always best to call up your local game store anyways. Just find out the date. Yeah. Because sometimes even advertisements lie to you. Yeah. And they'll tell you what the, the worldwide global release date is. Mm-hmm. And sometimes it releases digitally on that date. But the yeah. physical date will almost always be a Tuesday or a Friday. Okay. Nintendo okay. commonly does Friday or Sunday. But most games uh, are a Tuesday. Okay, good to know. Yeah. So my friend, he pre-ordered the, uh, like, it's like the $130 whatever chest set online on, on the PlayStation Network. Right. And so he, he was messaging me, I think, before midnight. So it must have been, I don't know, like 10 or 11 something when he messaged me. And he said, there's a countdown. And then, <laughs> then a couple messages oh, later. Oh, on this PlayStation? It's ready. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I've seen those. Then I think he it actually released before midnight. or be, I feel like it was released before. Yeah, because it won't be midnight his time. It'll, it's midnight, like, New York time. So yeah, yeah. So hours, three hours yeah. ahead, right? Three so, three, yeah. yeah. So um, anyway, so he was playing and he said... He, he had to tear himself away because he had worked the next day and so like, he, he was so <laughs> well, he was willpower, so though. happy to play it and then oh, uh, awesome. I read I think I read the next day that um, apparently the end like uh, something to do with the finale portion of the game like the last boss or some sort of like final cinematic it's not available to you until you get to that point and you have to download it like it's downloadable content oh I see what I mean. think that's what I heard or read so I don't know if games typically do that, but that no. kind of sounds cool in terms of keeping spoilers away what from everybody What if you don't have an internet right? connection? Then I don't know. There's almost an unwritten <laughs> rule that every game has to release fully uh, on the CD. That's a good question. Because uh, you can't forget about the CD release and you can't forget about the people that don't have an internet connection. Yeah. And it's not even the fact that some people don't have internet or don't know what internet is. It's the people that can't have a constant internet connection. Right, right. And uh, we really quickly pretend like that's a small minority but it's actually quite high there's still like 20 to 30 percent of people that can't have a constant internet connection mm. and that that are right, like right. full-time gamers so um that's bad for your market really bad i know final fantasy yeah. 15 did a very similar thing square enix as well yeah um and they did a similar thing where there there was extra content available after yeah. release many of it was patches that were like full-on patches to fix frame rate issues and uh, glitches uh, and dropping and all that yeah and so that means people buying it on day one release pop it into their console they were not having a very similar experience to anybody else who did had an internet connection. So okay, well, hopefully the case is that it's not, uh, it's not content that is needed to complete the game, but more so just like bonus footage or. or it something might be. Like I'm that. pretty sure with the Final Fantasy story, at least the Final Fantasy one, there was actually a whole on a full on cinematic that was not shown. Oh. Unless you got the patch. Oh. So it's like you missed out on the video at the end. So it'd be like you beat the game. And I'm then you're assuming, around. Yeah, I don't know. You probably. I, I'm assuming. I don't know if it's as bad as you didn't get the last cinematic, but yeah. it was like you didn't get context in the cinematic. So you don't even know if it's done. Yeah. Okay. So, and, and with Final Fantasy, a full year after that, there was still more context being thrown uh, at the audience. So because they they really what what they did is they released the game too early. Okay. But they they were stuck on a release date. They couldn't delay anymore. Much yeah. like Kingdom Hearts. <laughs> yeah. So they just eventually like we have to release it this time. We're gonna release. Okay. So I would not be shocked if the content that people are missing out on is a video. Okay. Or some sort of context that mm, must be relates it. to the end of the game. Okay. But I would be very shocked if the whole last battle is not in the end of the game. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That would be a bit much. Keep, I guess it, we'll... keep in mind, I don't know the story, so I'd have to look at this. But yeah, we'll find um, out. Funny enough, on Kingdom Hearts 3, I apparently pre-ordered this game. I don't ever apparently remember doing pre-ordered. so. I got a phone call from EB <laughs> Games uh, at like 9 o'clock at night on Monday. And oh. uh, I'm on my computer and suddenly a phone call from EB Games. And I used to work for EB Games years ago. Uh, and I haven't walked into an EB Games in over a year. This must be the Metrotown location. It is, Because yeah. the other locations aren't open at 9. 
Yeah, it was the Metrotown location. Yeah, yeah. and uh, I'm getting this phone call. It's this dude from Metrotown, which I used to work at. Yeah, and uh, yeah, he's calling me, telling me that I've got the game paid for, and I was like, what? <laughs> Uh, I don't remember that. <laughs> I was like, okay. I must have been store credit some time ago, way back uh, when. Yeah. Uh, so I've got this full game paid for. And he's like, yeah, you can pick it up with minute release, blah, blah, blah. I was like, this is the Metrotown location? And he's like, yep. It's like, okay. So <laughs> I'm going to be walking in there and getting some gift cards or something. <laughs> okay. Cool. Um, yeah, no, I had no idea how that paid off. I'm actually a little bit concerned because it's store credit. And I heard the stock for GameStop and EB Games is starting to drop like crazy right now. Oh, why is that? And, uh, oh, I don't know. I think they were looking at a new buyer to buy out the whole company. And whoever it was said no. Wow. And when they said no, the stocks went and dropped. That's, I, th- I think that's the story. Whoa. So the stocks are dropping like crazy right now. And that could mean anything. Okay. It, it, it could mean bad. It could mean good. Who knows what it means. All I know is I have store credit at a place where the stocks are dropping. So I want to go and get that store get credit converted to cash real quick. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so I'm going to go and uh, probably get a Visa card or something with that. or Yeah, just something tangible for right now. There's a financial advice to anybody out there. Yep. Good luck. <laughs> Make it something tangible. Um <laughs> Anyways, Kingdom Hearts 3, done, 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 moving on. Shoes. Shoes. <laughs> Shoes. So in, in light of our uh, our Dragon Ball talk, so Dragon finally Ball. in Canada. Hold on, may I just say? Yes. We do need to commit to a full-on Dragon Ball episode. Oh, we do. Where, where before we record, we like watch a few episodes yes. and stuff, and we go off on our favorite moments, and we, I think, we should commit to a certain date. I don't know when, but we will find a date, and we will do that, because yeah. I would love to just talk shop all podcasts. Definitely. I've been trying to catch up on Dragon Ball movies, uh, like the Dragon Ball Z movies, leading up to this Brawly movie that just released. Mm. Like, I know it's not Super necessarily canon, Brawly. but I want to rewatch everything that I missed or or that I can't, don't remember properly. Right. Anyway, so today, January 30th, mm. um, finally in Canada, Adidas released the Shenron um, Dragon Ball collaboration shoe. And I don't know why... It took so long. It actually released on December 22nd in the rest of... Uh, well, in, in the States. Uh, I'm not sure about other parts of... Like, in Europe, for example. But, um, yeah, we just didn't get stock. And actually, the Shenron shoes come in two different colorways. So the one that I have is the one that's based on, like, the Earth Shenron. And then the other one is, like, black and gold. So based on Super Shenron, which I believe is coming from the Super, Dragon Ball Super series. Like, the most recent one. Mm. So it's the same shoe, just two different colorways. Anyway... In the States back in December 22nd, they got both. Ours was delayed. Canada's was delayed until just today, December, uh, January 30th. But we only got the one green one. And I don't know if we're going to be getting the other one, which is kind of... I mean, like it's sort of expected that Canada kind of gets shafted when it comes to these kind of things. Because like there's definitely more of um, uh, like a demographic in the States that are sneakerheads. As opposed to... Is that a term? Sneakerheads, yeah. <laughs> sneakerheads. Sneakerheads. Okay, cool. Yeah. Didn't know. Yeah, so uh, I don't know about the rest of Canada, but I feel like uh, like Vancouver, it's it's minimal compared to what I've seen and okay. like read about in, in the States. So um, I'm just happy that I got a pair. So the Goku pair that I've had since it came out, what was it, back in uh, was that September or maybe like August or something? I've Man. only been wearing it indoors because I just I can't wreck them. I'm not gonna wear them outside, right. and that might be the same with these Shenron shoes. I might just keep them inside, but I don't know. Maybe after like five years, then I'll wear them outside. We'll see what happens. Oh, we'll man. see. We'll see. Oh, so <laughs> here's the big question: If they do release the second edition Shenron shoes in Canada, are you so no. bold as no. to buy them, sir? I will not get them. Okay, for sure, for sure. I will. I'm gonna hold you to that. It's recorded. <laughs> <laughs> for sure, I will. Um, 
I do know that you have orange shoes and green shoes. Yeah. So, there you go. They're fun colors. Did Piccolo have one or no? No. Hmm. There was a Cell one. That could have been um, oh, yeah. past There's a lot of green Piccolo. characters, I guess, eh? Yeah. That's Cell, probably, that's probably it. <laughs> Sorry? So that's probably it now that I say that. Well, yeah. For the, for Cell, Piccolo, Shenron. Frieza's purple. Frieza was like white with some purple. Oh, actually, somebody in line showed me today that apparently a portion of it is, um, he said it's 3M or M3? 3M. So it's actually reflective. So it's not just like it's colors, but oh. if, if you see it at night and then there's um, uh, like light shining or you take a picture with flash, then a portion of it will actually be sh like reflective. <clears throat> and I think on the Gohan ones, so the Gohan ones, they uh, there's there's a purple mesh lining around the whole shoe. So it kind of just looks like you're wearing like, um, you know those those like foam nets that hold pairs. <laughs> Actually, yes. Like indivi individual Actually, pairs, right? Yeah. So it's that except purple <laughs> around the oh the whole shoe. Okay. Um, but apparently there's actually these little there's there's, there's markings that um, that show up reflective and kind of look like lightning when you take a picture when you see it with light reflecting off of it. Okay. Uh, which is kind of cool. It's like a small little design that's just like fun little. I'm gonna take you back a little bit so you can explain to me, but also to the audience. Okay. What is 3M? I don't know. I think it's some sort of uh, reflective material that is used for. So like, it is. That's the material. It's called 3M. Yeah. Now is that 3M <clears throat> or is that like T H R E E M? I think it's. <laughs> I think it's alphanumeric. So like digit three letter M. But don't quote me on that because I haven't looked it up. I just. I'm just basing this off oh, what the, okay, yeah. the guy in line was talking about. That guy in line is very knowledgeable. Yeah, I think he's collected all of them so far. Three of them. All the Dragon Ball shoes. I'm going to pretend it's fanatic. Okay. Thrum. 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 Yeah, it uses uh, Freon technologies with Crayon and Thrum. Yeah. It's got them all mixed in there. I'm getting full 3D spectrum of Thrum. Yeah, Freon Frieza. Freon. Freon Frieza. Freon. <laughs> um, I'm done. Cool. I'm going to skip a skip onto my topic. My topic is topic. the first one ever. Moving on. Ever. Have you ever seen PewDiePie? Do you know PewDiePie, sir? In real life? No. No. Online. Actually, I've seen him in real life. Weirdly enough, at PAX. The first time... Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. First time I ever went, I saw him just like walking in a crowd of people and I just kind of went, oh, weird, that's PewDiePie. Because yeah. he was so casual and honestly, nobody was swarming him at all. Like, yeah. nobody cared. So he just walked right past me. I walked past him. Um, at that time, I didn't care at all about PewDiePie. These days, I'm like, oh man, I saw PewDiePie. PewDiePie so weird. About him. I care so much. Yeah. No, I, uh, what I, what I do care about, I want to bring up here on my topic. So my topic is... Have you heard about the PewDiePie battle with T-Series? It's been going on for like a year now, maybe battle more. Battle with T? T-Series. 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 Is another channel called T-Series. Oh, okay. So it's an indie, Indian Bollywood channel on oh. YouTube. Okay. It's a corporation called T-Series. They make Bollywood videos yeah. that are huge. They're music videos. Sometimes they're like kind of music videos slash movie. Whatever Bollywood music videos are, they're kind of like different. Yeah. Different art style. Okay. Uh, they make their videos and there's like... I don't know how many, but lots of videos, and they do very well. So yeah. they are currently, as the, at the time we're recording this, they're at 83 million subscribers. Mm. PewDiePie is also at 83 million subscribers. Wow. They have a sub difference of 200 and something subscribers right now, right? Oh. No, sorry, 200 and something thousand subscribers is the sub difference. It's been straddling that for the last couple of weeks. Now PewDiePie's been in the lead this whole time. He's yeah. always had the most subscribe subscribe the most amount of subscribers since like I don't know 12 million or something. Like he's been the top forever. Yeah. So anyways, T Series is gaining on him. 
So it's been this battle for Whoa. about a year now. It's cool. been going forever. He's been talking about this battle of T-Series, and it's still happening today. And there's always something. Right at last second, right when they're just about to catch him, something happens, and be it another uh, YouTuber comes out there and says, everybody subscribe to PewDiePie or something, right? Oh, and they just and then it. it just bumps him, and he goes high again, and then wow. they have to catch up. So it keeps happening, and it's just it's insane <laughs> watching this happen. Every week there's something else. Well, just recently, it went to extraordinary levels. <laughs> so I thought... Topic time. Uh oh. Next topic. Wait, can um, I can I just like interject? When no. You, when you no, I'm gonna keep going. Okay. So <laughs> go ahead. No, no, it's too late now. No, go ahead. Okay. So when you first said, um, what did you call? You told you called it the battle of the battle with T series. Okay, so it was PewDiePie and the battle with T-Series. Yeah, so <laughs> the way I, for some reason, like in my head, I was picturing like I thought you meant T as in like T E A, like drinking tea. Oh yeah, and I'm like, battle with tea. Is he like, t does he have like a tea bag fight with somebody? Is he like okay. throwing tea bags and, or is there some sort of tea brand company that like you know he's what? defaming and now the video I just watched today, he was wearing a bunch of T-shirts. Ooh, like <laughs> T E A shirts. Uh, he's been made fun of because he used to be like a gaming channel. And now he's, he's like, like he, has, he has made like a gaming video in forever. Oh, yeah. So he's like, you guys don't think I'm a gaming channel? So he bought like a hundred video game t-shirts <laughs> and he just spent the whole time making fun of his fans, <laughs> making fun of his gamer fans and he's just putting on different shirts. <laughs> Throughout the video? It was so dumb but uh, so funny. By the end of it, he's like, I'm still a gaming channel. He's got this huge shirt on. Uh, by the way, do you remember oh. that you told me to watch the uh, the apology video? Oh yeah, the one where he was where he analyzing other people. Yeah, that was, that was hilarious. <laughs> oh, yeah. I yeah. enjoyed. Yeah, he called himself out. I didn't know. Yeah, exactly. That that's, that's what I really like about um, PewDiePie right now. If you haven't watched recent PewDiePie, I I promise you, go and watch any of his videos right now, any of his more more recent ones, and you'll be surprised how genuine he is. Yeah, that's that's, that's why he's good. Is how genuine he is. He's yeah. just so himself he's so pew yeah he's so relaxed yeah. like I, I don't know I've, I've only recently started watching him but i can't stop he's he's very good so i, I almost watch him i'd say weekly I, i'm channeling in to see what's new wow, on his that's channel, almost right? like stalker level <laughs> yeah, yeah exactly cool uh almost as much as i record this podcast <laughs> uh so anyways what recently happened was he's a, he's again at a two hundred thousand uh subscriber uh difference between him and t-series so they're gaining on him now what happened out of nowhere is he has a show called Meme Review, where he goes on and he reviews other memes. Okay. So that's, it's become almost a meme in itself. Yeah. And literally, he now has the power to like destroy memes. Like at the end of his meme review, if something is a bad meme or a meme that's like old now, yeah. he'll go, this is old now. Like we need to destroy and kill wow. this meme. And then weirdly enough, the internet, since he has 83 million subscribers, seems to respond to him and, and the meme anymore? just dies off. What? The only, the, well, the difference, uh, one that actually has survived as recently is a Shaggy meme. I don't know if you've seen Shaggy pop up everywhere. Shaggy like the singer? No, Shaggy is in like Scooby-Doo character Shaggy. Oh, okay, okay. He's starting to pop up actually as a Dragon Ball Z character. Weirdly <laughs> enough, Shaggy, this is one photo of him like totally ripped and he's like, his chi is charging and stuff oh, like a Dragon Ball sweet. character. So that's become a meme like crazy. Anyways, Shaggy has not died yet. He is continuing on even though PewDiePie said to destroy him. So okay. he might he doesn't have the power of Shaggy. That's so that's so fascinating. You gotta see this. I wanna see this in like live action. You should see <laughs> it. If you tune in for a little bit, you'll notice that it starts happening and he's he's got some power. Anyways, he does meme review. He constantly jokes about having people host meme review and he has other people come on and they'll host. And this doesn't happen normally, but lately he's been able to get a bit of pull here and have mm -hmm. some people actually host meme review. Okay. So 
uh, I was using quotations. This is a uh, audio podcast, not a visual one. <laughs> anyway, so anyways, he's been joking about Elon Musk hosting meme review for a long time now. Yeah. And because uh, he loves Elon Musk and he always brings up crazy Elon Musk ideas. And Elon Musk loves memes. Okay. So Elon Musk always posts random memes on his Twitter as like a joke. And everyone goes, oh my God, he's so crazy and so like with the times. Yeah. Recently, Elon Musk posted a photo with like a chain gun. And uh, out of a helicopter, I don't know if you saw this, but he's got like a giant chain gun. He's coming out of a helicopter, like like with this chain gun, looking like super badass. And then he says, "Host meme review?" Question mark. What? <laughs> so PewDiePie's like, it's happening. <laughs> so I don't know when the video is gonna drop, but it's gonna be any day now. And me and Elon Musk is gonna host meme review because there's so many Elon Musk memes, right? So he's gonna host meme review, which is gonna get PewDiePie so many more subs. And on top of this, Jack Black at the Academy awards is gonna say subscribe to pewdiepie which is gonna get him even more stuff wait so, he said he's gonna do that yes jack black has said that he's gonna go and at the award show he's gonna shout out subscribe to pewdiepie is, is this in response to this whole battle with teeth? yes yes okay. the reason why is what? nobody want not nobody but i, I i'm assuming india wants t-series to win of course. the rest of the world seems to want the one guy to beat the company right <laughs> okay it's, if you think about it it's not he's just, not even the underdog <laughs> he's been the winner this whole time but if you think about it, he is the underdog because he doesn't have the power of YouTube. YouTube takes him out of the algorithms now because YouTube actually does not really like PewDiePie all that oh. much. He's not, he's not a good face for YouTube. Oh. Um, so oh. he has, he's not in the algorithms at all. He's never in like the top channels or streaming or anything like that. And yeah. if you want an example of this, just check out the YouTube Rewind of 2018. There was no PewDiePie in the YouTube Rewind. They don't even mention him, even though he's the top channel. Wow. They didn't even mention him versus T-Series at all. They didn't even talk about that. Um, so now, now every time you say T-Series, I'm thinking like like the T-1000 and T-2000. Yeah, yeah well, there's, there's memes of it's that. It's just like PewDiePie there versus like T-1000. So I like to think about it as like a, a small one man versus a gigantic corporation. Yeah. Right? So this is yeah, actually, yeah. even though you're right, he's not the underdog, but he is but in, in this sense, sense, he actually he is, is the underdog. underdog. Yeah. Plus T-Series has been able to gain subscribers like crazy being a company. So the, the amount of time that they have gained subscribers in their... Like the the rate of getting subscribers for them has been way faster than PewDiePie. Well, yeah, if they've caught but up. Then it has to now be. that yeah. the war is happening, PewDiePie is actually at the same rate as them. So it really is a crazy story of how fast it's going. But is he actively trying to get more subscribers? No, like, he's he keeps okay. thinking he's, he's gonna die off. Like he keeps saying like this is it, it's over, guys, and then he keeps saying things like it's okay, we had a good fight, like you guys can stop now, you know. <laughs> but it keeps happening. Okay. Everyone wants him to win. It's part of his tactic. Some <laughs> some guys apparently bought an advertisement for the Super Bowl. And it's going to say subscribe to PewDiePie no at the way. Super Bowl. <laughs> so anyways, oh. this is a really a topic. It's something I just wanted us to get out in the open and talk about because it's so interesting and so relevant right now. That is actually really interesting. So yeah, so uh, what are your thoughts on this whole thing, I guess? Well, okay. I mean, I, I don't know how many serious topics or serious videos PewDiePie posts. I, like, I assume a lot of it is really just for genuine fun yeah. and not necessarily for the sake of being... Uh, being able to educate people and stuff because the PewDiePie that I remember well when I first heard of PewDiePie mm. it was him doing um, uh, like review games for like horror like horror yeah. games and stuff like that right yeah. like I remember like I don't know like Slenderman and other and Amnesia like things like that mm. and it was really just about like enjoying his reactions from it Yeah. so for me that there's no any kind of like educational benefit or you know he's not trying to uh, like serve any like higher purpose by by making those videos, so purely for fun. Um, so I feel like this battle, like <laughs> for 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 digital supremacy on YouTube, <laughs> like to Supreme me it's, it's yeah. <laughs> for me like it just seems like it, it kind of it suits 
PewDiePie, like, mm. to be in this kind of situation. Mm. Like, it's just, it all seems for Are you fun. calling him an egotistical maniac? Is that what you're saying? I, I, <laughs> I guess so. <laughs> I don't know what I'm saying. Um, I, I just feel like, yeah, like, whatever, whoever comes out on top in the end, like, it's not gonna, I don't think it's gonna serve any higher purpose. Like, it's it's not gonna be too, like, and maybe, maybe indirectly it could be to, like, America's or YouTube's benefit for PewDiePie to come out on top, I guess. Right. But I just see this as just, like, like a fun war that people can enjoy um, with seemingly not-so-negative impacts. Right. Well, <laughs> if actually, that makes sense. He actually lives in Sweden, so he's not in America, so it's actually more just his own thing. Oh, I just assume, America, I, assume, so. I assumed a lot of his following was... Was mainly like North American based, but I guess, well, I, I guess you, maybe not. You're right to an extent. Uh, I believe the reason he became so famous is because he moved a lot. He's been in a lot of different countries. I think he lived in Norway for a while, lived in Sweden, lived in England, lived yeah. in Germany or France, yeah. and lived in America. And every yeah. time he lived there, at that time, YouTube's algorithms were mainly based on just where you lived. So geographically, oh, since he okay. moved, he yeah. kept becoming the top to the country he was in because the videos were more reactory. <laughs> and since he was all the lands. Yeah. Since he was in smaller countries, the hits were easier for him to get. I believe this is how the story went. Okay. And then when he came to America, he already had enough hits and he was so reactory that it just killed, right? And America's got a high population, so it works well. Yeah. And, uh, but I would say globally, he's popular than just the one specific country. Um, <clears throat> this almost sounds like a presidential campaign that I would actually like to watch. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, it just sounds... it's. It just sounds fun. What T-Series versus <laughs> Yeah, because I mean like... This I'll, is how it should the, go the, down. And the thing is like, because like, if they were both proactively trying to beat each other, like I assume yeah. T-Series is, like they want to come oh, up Oh yeah, the top, they made right? a video called Buy PewDiePie. Wow, <laughs> yeah. okay, so... It's a battle. So yeah, well in, in that sense, like to, to watch it live, that would mean we'd have to see what each person is going to post next. And then right, next, well he made, he made a, a response song. <laughs> Of course he did. <laughs> so you can watch that. It's called Bitch Lasagna. <laughs> okay. It's a pretty funny song. It's got less swearing in it though, but it's a pretty funny song. I can't wait. Um, anyways, <laughs> so I, while I agree with you, at the end of the day, it really doesn't matter who no, wins. Exactly. That's why and, it's, and it's it doesn't matter for, to him either. Like I'm sure yeah. he will go on and be fine without it. Yeah, it's just for fun. It is for fun. Right? But yeah. the thing is, it's really fun. But <laughs> while that, with that being said, I have to say... Uh, the content that he does, he does a book review show. Okay. So it, it mainly it shows the reviews, right? It's all meme review. It's uh, or it's reactions. He does like a he does a, a Dr. Phil reaction show. <laughs> <laughs> so he reacts to Dr. Phil. What? Because <laughs> he loves Dr. Phil. Uh, Anyways, he does one where he like reads books, and I gotta say his taste in books are actually really like philosophical. Okay. Really, like interesting. Uh, in fact, they, they they match a lot of the same books I like. He likes really old classic literature books or American like the literature. Dictionary. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, the dictionary exactly, yeah. or the thesaurus sometimes. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, <laughs> and the, the Oxford and Webster. <laughs> he does Yo, both. yeah, yeah, great. Uh, both versions. But no, so he actually has, in my taste and in my opinion of books, a really good taste of books. So when he does a review of them, uh, he reads. He, what he read like, like he reads a lot of books in a year, and then he reviews all of them by the end of the year, and he Whoa. like goes through a whole review of them. Yeah, and I really enjoy that about it. So I get that out of it. But minus that, he's got a news channel now. So he's got. He calls it. Um, Pew News. Pew News. Oh, yeah. It has Pew to News. be Pew yeah. News. It has so, to be. <laughs> I love how your mind already thought of it. Yeah. But what no, else would so it be? He's got Pew News. Or like News Depie. And, and it started with just like YouTube News, general YouTube News, which is pretty uh, interesting anyways. But now it's gone to a place where he actually talks about a lot of like the main important news happening around the world right now, um, or important to an extent. Yeah. And the amount of views he gets, because he has so many amount of subscribers, he actually gets more views on his videos for Pew News than Vox Media gets on their actual news station. <laughs> so theoretically, he's actually a bigger news source than Vox News. Wow. So if you take it to an extent of him not being educational, in a weird way, he actually is educating people more than Vox News is. So Yeah, in terms of like keeping up with like social with, climates. Yes. Yeah. And I think he takes a 
fairly honest approach to his news. Not very biased, in my opinion. I don't think he's very biased because I've agreed and disagreed with him. Meanwhile, when you got Vox News, which I think is incredibly biased, mm. so man, I, I I personally think that's actually pretty good, especially since most of his uh, subscribers are young kids. I think it's actually pretty good that he's a fairly unbiased news source that yeah. these kids are actually getting. So when they get out of a biased news media and they're watching him instead, I'm actually okay with that. So I kind of would rather that. Yeah. In my opinion, but that's how I see it right now. I could change my mind in a few months and find out that PewDiePie is some weird creep. Yeah. But at the moment, right now. I think PewDiePie is actually pretty good for the world. You know what we should and do? I want a bit more PewDiePie. Nice. <laughs> just like a little more PewDiePie. Uh, just a little, a little bit. Like just a fine wine, just a little bit more. <laughs> we should, uh, when we upload this video yeah. and everything we'll else, subscribe to PewDiePie? we should, yeah, we should put, we should actually like tag him in it and say, you know, like. Yes. Yeah. Good call. There we're, we, we're doing we're, our part we're for the Pew. Pew. We're doing it. I don't know if it's a Pew army. I honestly don't know what he calls the subscribers. Oh, bros. I think he calls them bros. <laughs> Um, oh, just bros? Okay. But we, we can do our part for the Pew Army. He, he actually posts... Oh, and here, here's the kicker. His thing is... He has a meme. says, are you doing your part? And it's right out of Star Starship Troopers. Cool. For PewDiePie. Let's do it. I feel like he could do so much better than bros, though. I feel like, like, that's like a 2000... What, when did he start? 2011? It's like a 2011 thing. He's been doing this for years oh, now. Oh, okay, okay. So I think it, it, it probably went out of fashion and he just had to keep just, it at yeah, that time. It's stuck there. T-1000 versus the Pew-1000. <laughs> pew, pew. Okay, let's move on to a little thing I like to call the Wheel of Scum. Scum, 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 scum. Guess what, Anthos? What, what, what? I have the wheel ready this time. Nice. You know that's from? That's the beginning of the thing when it starts? Well, the end. Is it the end? Yeah. Okay. He jumps into the giant, the like end. the oversized coin. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And he does just like he apparates. He disapparates. Like Harry and then Potter. it moves on to the next one. So the next song comes in, which is why I was thinking in the beginning, maybe. I just realized all what? those coins are port keys. From Harry Potter? Yeah. They're port keys. Okay. Anyway, I'm gonna let you have that. Thanks. Okay. Um, moving on to the wheel of scum. So for those of you who do not know, let me get my notes, because I don't know what the heck I'm saying. <laughs> I'm saying words. <clears throat> All I heard was Frozo out there. Frozo folks out there. Bird keeper. And Frozone was the guy from Incredibles. And Thaws. Not brush. Cue the music. Dun -dun -dun. On the wheel of scum today, we've got first option, Pirate Adventure. Second option, Shakespeare in a Bjar. Third option, Parlay OK. Fourth option, A Haunting Tale of Woe. Fifth option, Who Wants to Be Scum Millionaire? And sixth option, Swashbuckler. Who will it be today? Spinning the wheel, Anthos, and what will he spin today? Let's find out. Anthos, spin that wheel. <laughs> I'm sorry like I, I was trying to find I wanted to find like a better friends reference but as soon as I saw the word click to spin I yep. was thinking of Alec Baldwin and he's like I wish I could take a mental picture of you all click and he just like you know oh, right. he was so. a super optimistic guy yeah anyway well, there's so your friends reference, reference. <laughs> I had another one earlier I just didn't say it I'm, I forgot all about that character he's really forgettable well he was he wasn't even I guess he was in the whole episode yeah he was Okay, the wheel is spinning. Hey, these colors are different. What are we gonna? I know, I, I chose fall colors because it's not fall. <laughs> all right. Imagine that. This almost is it like swashbuckler? No, nope. is colors. it? It's a haunting tale of all, which we can't do because we did last week. Spin oh, yes. again. All right. Spin again, sir. You survived the haunting tale of woe. Spin again. Do I have to. Re okay, good. Okay. I might have to refresh. 
Mental protection. This is a long spin. I like how the numbers don't line up for 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6. It's just like 1, 4, 3, 2, 6, 5. Oh, I see. Pirate Adventure! I had a feeling we were going to have this one. Have we done this one? All right, we have. Pirate Adventure, for those of you who do not know, Pirate Adventure, it's time to embark on your new pirate adventure. Get ready as MapRush will tell you further instructions. Okay. Anthos, are you ready to fill your boots with some role-playing? You better be. Yes. If you last remember in Pirate Adventure, you were knocked out cold by a... Oh, this one! By a man oh. who came and emerged from the bushes, oh. shocked you, and you said, Uncle... <laughs> Bob or Uncle Bill or some Uncle Billy, and then you were knocked over the head, unconscious, black. Wait, are you, do you remember that? Or I'm just going up from what I remember slightly. Yeah. Wow, you holy cow! I just, I just kind of remember. I thought that, maybe like yeah. you wrote it down, but that's all. No, no that's, that's, that's why I don't impressive. remember the name. This is it's been like years since we did this. So one. here we go. It has been years. Yes. <laughs> here we go. Starting off. Are you ready? Uh, sure. Chapter one. Oh god. The three trials. Okay. You are sitting alone at a dark oak table. The smell of stale beer and blood is in the air. It's hard to think straight. The noise of all the other bar patrons is too loud for you. Around, you see foul-talking pirates and bar wenches. Foul-talking parents? Pirates? pirates, yes. Parents. Uh, they're howling and causing a ruckus. The door to the bar slams open. A man walks in. His clothes are dirty. His hair is matted. And a look of distress is across his face. He points a dirty finger at your face from across the bar. You, he yells. Oh, I fell in the blank? Anthos. Oh, okay. What do you do? I say, sup? <laughs> <laughs> the man sits at the uh, chair across from you. What's up? <laughs> what's up? That's all you can say to me? Yeah. What's up? You point it first. The man is clearly getting more irate. <laughs> Anthos. This is the one you're dating. We were coming into town, and you clearly wanted to abandon me. You told me to look over there and said... Look, a three-headed monkey! I looked, and you were gone. <laughs> Where did you go? I think I got... Wait, didn't I get... I thought it... Aren't I knocked out? I think I was kidnapped, and now I'm what? I'm here. Kidnapped? What are you talking about? Who were you kidnapped by? I don't know. The four-headed monkey? The man, looking uh... very confused, orders two beers. Okay. The waitress goes off to go grab those beers, and the man, stroking his forehead, says, Anthos... Sometimes I don't get you, but regardless, I've got a plan. Today, we are going to become a pirate. Like, together we're going to become one pirate? That's what I said. Okay. <laughs> All right. The waitress returns with two frothy beers mm. that she slams on the table. Butter beers. The man across the table from you drinks his beer all the way down in one gulp. Oh, do I, I respond here? I definitely don't do the same because... I'm I'm feeling as Anthos is questioning his beer choice. The man slams his groggy his, his grog mug onto the table really loudly and says, "Ah!" That hit the spot. And he said, "Your uncle can drink really well, can't he?" And I say, "Oh yes, he can." <laughs> I guess. The man, looking far off into the distance, says. Anthos, ever since you were a small child, I always imagined that we would be pirates together. I'm sorry it's taking this long, but there are some men on the way, and they're going to tell us three trials we will have to complete in order to become pirates. Are you excited? No. Are you? Very excited. Okay. 
It pains me to hear that you're not excited <laughs> to be a pirate. <laughs> the man orders two more beers. He's eyeing up your full beer. Which one? The first one or the second one? The second one's not there yet. Okay. Alright. I can keep up. The door slams open. Okay. Three funny looking pirates walk in, yelling, causing more of a ruckus into this already loud bar scene. Mm-hmm. Your uncle mm -hmm. looks at the funny looking pirates mm -hmm. with a look of excitement on his face. Okay. And he says, ah, these are the men I was talking about. Don't embarrass me. Okay. He yells at the three pirates and tells them to sit down at the table over yonder. Yep. Okay. The waitress returns with another full beer, puts it close to you, looking at you, kind of judging you for not drinking the beer, and then puts the other beer next to your uncle. Mm-hmm. Okay. She says, will you be having any more beer? Your uncle says, we'll be having plenty more beer. Okay. <laughs> she walks off. Yep. The three pirates sit down at the table next to you. Okay. One of the pirates claps you on the back and says, hi, is this the young one? Your uncle looks happy. He says, yes. The One of the pirates says, what's his name? Another pirate says, does he speak? <laughs> Your uncle says, he's very quiet and shy. He doesn't say much. He normally just sits there, smiling, not drinking any beer. He looks confused a lot of the time, but don't worry about him. We're going to become pirates today. What do we have to do? One of the pirates says, what do you think we would have to do? He looks straight at you. Okay, so I will respond now. So, uh, I get up off my chair, I move to more open space, I do a backflip just to grab attention, I go back to the two beers, and I, I push it in front of them and say, there are three of you and only two beers, you fight for it. Two of the pirates brawl instantly, <laughs> slamming onto the floor, causing quite the scene, while the third pirate laughs. He says, your nephew has quite the sense of humor. I like him. He's got spirit. You know what? I'm gonna go with this. I'm gonna let you guys be pirates. In order to do so, you're gonna have to complete three trials. By the way, that backflip was pretty dope. Cool. <laughs> your uncle laughs. I like the He is pretty though. good at backflips, he says. Mm-hmm. The three trials. The first trial that you and your nephew are going to have to complete is trial one, the trial of thievery. Okay. You will have to steal something of great importance. That is up to your choosing. Bring it back to us and we will judge it based on its importance. Your uncle looks puzzled. He looks towards you and says, Anthos, what can we steal of great importance? The deed to this bar. Wow, says your uncle. He's very shocked and thinks that that's a great idea. The main pirate laughs really hard and he says, The deed of this bar? You think you can find that? Really? And then your uncle says, Why? Why is that so hard? He looks to you, Anthos, why would that be so hard? I think he's being sarcastic. Or he just doesn't know because it's actually right there just behind or just below the mirror. The other two pirates are still fighting on the ground. <laughs> One of them knocks over the mirror that Anthos is talking about. The mirror falls, crashes, breaks, and it is just a solid wall behind the mirror. No, Nothing I mean, about a deed okay, fine, right. at all was found. Okay. <laughs> Ever. <laughs> the third pirate who's sitting at the table still laughs really hard and he says, Oh, you fell for that old trick, did you? I know that the wench at the bar here talks about where the deed may be hidden, but that's not where the deed is hidden at all, young Anthos. No. The deed to this place is hidden deep 
in the jungle of Melee Island. Melee Island. Like Smash Bros. Melee. Your uncle looks to the man and he says, I told him not to embarrass me before this. <laughs> Unfortunately, he has failed me. We will find this deed in the forest of Melee Island, though, good sir. Anthos, we must away. How do we get to the forest? Walk. That way. Anthos's uncle looks very distressed. He says, Walk! I've had three beers already! Four! I'm working on my fourth now! Then we stumble. <sighs> the uncle, looking very distressed, <laughs> decides, I guess this is the boy I chose to go on this adventure with me, so I must obey his wishes. Farewell, he says to the pirate at the bar. We will go and steal the deed to Scumbar's Scum Tavern in Melee Island's forest. Okay. The uh, the pirate then says, Good luck to ye, and beyond ye way. Live long and prosper. Other two uh, pirates are still battling on the floor over the beer. Great. That they don't get to drink. Great. In which case, the third pirate actually drank that beer. So. I, I figured. Not even doing it for any reason. Okay. Yeah. Your uncle says, Anthos, lead the way. Okay. I lead the way. Which way do you go? Uh, I go... Okay. I put my finger in my mouth. <laughs> I take it out. And then I feel the wind breezing. There's wind in the bar? Says your uncle. <laughs> Looking puzzled still. Well, what you failed to notice was when the mirror shattered, shards <laughs> of it flew and broke the window nearby. Wow, my nephew was very observant, <laughs> says the uncle. <laughs> okay, lead the way, Anthos. So, I feel the wind blowing in the one direction that it can. I go outside of the door and do it once more. So, uh, I, I lick my finger this time, instead of putting it all the way in my mouth. Mm. Um, put it up to the sky, I feel the wind blowing in one direction, and then I feel like going that direction. In, in that direction, yes, because the breeze is coming from the coast. Yes. And we want to walk away from the coast to okay. go towards the forest. Your uncle says, that sounds like a hearty idea. I like it. As he stumbles along beside you on yes. this adventure. Great. As you walk out into the distance, the scum bar fades away, the sounds of the tavern failing, fading behind you, mm -hmm. and the dark night sky is around you. Mm -hmm. the, the moon is starting to come up again. You <clears throat> hear Moonlight Sonata. And Moonlight Sonata plays faintly in the background yeah. as a coyote sings along the uh, ambient noise in the background as well. Just around the river bend. Just around the river bend. Yeah. Pocahontas is there as well. Pocahontas. Pocahontas is somewhere <laughs> there as well. Texas Pocahontas. Uh, singing her song, her little tune. And you and your uncle walk away in the night sky. In the sky. She <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> had way more drinks than I thought. <laughs> and that is the end for now. Cool. We shall see what happens on next time. Trial 1, Thievery. Wow. <laughs> Cool. That went a weird. I, I did I'm, not know where that was going, but it went a weird way. I'm but excited for the next part. We'll see. That's I the hope thing. This happens really soon. For those of you who don't know, we just kind of uh, role play that and don't really know where it's going to go. So that's cool. I, I write a brief synopsis and then we just kind of see how we're going to play that. So yeah, yeah. It's too bad we can't do this two weeks in a row. 
That's fine. But what yeah, I'm gonna do right. one day is whenever the story eventually ends, we'll just splice it all together and make one long story out of it. So. Okay, make like a yeah. separate. Yeah, that'd be cool. I think it's kind of funny actually that it's spaced out so much. The fact that you do forget it is almost a good thing because it puts you in that state of mind where you're just kind of like, oh, freaking out. Yeah. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Which is almost better. It makes your character kind of funny. So, <laughs> so if you don't know, the story that I'm laying out to you is very loosely Monkey Island story, mm -hmm. but it's very loosely. We're we're kind of doing our own thing here. So okay. Anyways, cool. that was. The Wheel of Scum! Let's move on to the second topic, which Anthos, I believe, is you. Oh, no, you don't, you don't get this. You have to read it from back here. Okay. 30 feet away! How good uh, is your eyesight? Uh, it's 2015. So, topic two Anthos. No, it's, it's 2019. Fifth. No, <laughs> 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 Zing! Uh, okay, so topic, um... Games that oh yeah games that help with our current knowledge and skills. So yeah, Carmen Sandig was one. okay. So my topic just has to do with um, uh, like the games that we grew up playing and the knowledge that we took from them. Knowledge is power. Yes, exactly. So it's Captain Planet. So uh, you wrote down some examples. Yeah. Uh, so Carmen Sandiego was one. Mm. Um, I actually didn't play that as a kid, but in oh. retrospect, I wish that it did. Mm. Uh, um, I feel like that it would have been. A little bit more versed in research and and just like well information on the world in general right um i'll, I'll, I'll come back to that after so there was that one uh i think there's math blaster mm -hmm. mavis mavis beacon i can't remember what it's called mavis or Ma mavis beacon max sokobin oh max sokobin or max sokobin um it's sort of like a like a puzzle kind of game right and then i think i also put oh, diablo so i see mavis speaking now uh, maybe yeah, those are the it. only ones that yeah. i wrote down right so oh no no you've got coco Oh, and Coco! Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, so... Which we've talked about in the past as well, yeah. yeah. So, um, yeah, just thinking back to when, like, computer class in elementary school. Yeah. That's where I... That's where some of these games were, um, uh, like, being played, not just by myself, but classmates. Uh, we would you're, have free you're time. You're really old, though, so those games would have been, like, really primitive. Yes, very. Yeah, so one <laughs> button, and that's all it does. Just It's like a little red button, right? And it stopped the nukes from, from bombing anybody, right? Yeah. You and just then, had to press that button every couple of days. And yeah. It's fine. Yeah. yeah, so, like, the one computer had the green button. It was and the Cold War, I think, at that yeah. time, right? So Yeah, well, somebody okay. had a blue button to make it cold, and then the red button <laughs> with it. Yeah. They just kept hitting the blue one, it's though, just... and therefore, the Cold War. Yeah. I told you we were going to talk about the Treaty of Versailles. That's... <laughs> that's... I'm pretty sure those were from different times, were they not? But anyway. Everything in between, Anthos. <laughs> um, anyway, so yeah, I uh, what brought this up was I've been watching Carmen Sandiego on Netflix. They did like the remastered version. So there oh. used to be a TV show. See, I never knew that. I didn't know that. What, the new one? No, I didn't even know it was ever a TV show. I only ever known her from the video game series. Oh, okay, yeah. So the TV show that I remember, I think was more like a game show for kids. So okay. kids would actually enter. It's Did a live-action like, woman actually play her? Uh, you know what? I think they just had a voiceover and they had a cartoon. Because they never really showed Carmen Sandiego. Oh, okay. They would, I think they would do it as if you're playing the computer game, but in real time. I gotcha. So there would be a screen and they would show maybe where all the hints are and like maps and all, all the kind of things that you oh, would need to figure gosh. out where Carmen Sandiego is. That makes so much more sense for my memories of that video game because I swear some of my memories were just watching TV and seeing it, but not as a TV show. Oh. I, I remember the game, but I don't really remember any kind of cartoon TV show. But that's probably because my brain is thinking of some show with her and like a dog going off on adventures like Inspector Gadget that's or something. That's Cyber 6. No, wait. Oh, did you ever watch Cyber Six? Oh, sorry. Have you brought this up no, yes, four I, times? I, I, don't, yeah, I, just, I swear, I, every podcast is now Cyber Six. Cyber Six was just such an underrated show. Anyway, okay, all right, okay, 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 okay. Back to you. Okay, so Carmen San Diego. 
Um, if there's ever a bingo sheet made for you, one of them is have you ever seen Cyber Six? <laughs> yeah. uh, okay, so um, yeah, so Carmen San Diego. I never played that as a as a kid at elementary school hmm. because it was the kind of game where it just it looked like it just took too much effort to to enjoy the game, and it was more like you're just for me at the time like it was like you're learning. But I wanted to play games where it was just fun, and I didn't realize I was learning. Right, Does that makes sense. So yep. for me. Playing games like Math Blaster, like mm. I had the best time playing Math Blaster, and um, and Navis Beacon was like a typing game. Okay. So they had different modes. Like you could just do like the regular one, where they'll sh- they will show the letter and you just have to type it. They, but they'd show like a whole line, so it would be like A space A S space A S D space. Oh, okay. I think I played this one. Did it have mini games as well? Yeah. Okay. So I think I think it was from Navis Beacon, where you actually you're in a car. And you have to type to go faster, right? Okay. And the, to to race the other cars. Yeah. And so I like I love playing those speed kind of games because mm-hmm. and that that's what really got my speed up, I think, or like at least that got my precision up. Mm-hmm. Later on, um, I feel like actually Diablo was the game that got my speed up like crazy because I would get to certain levels where I would be um, uh, I'd be trapped like there's a whole bunch of monsters and demons coming towards me and I'm not strong enough to fight them. Right. So I would have to type really quickly like like enter come enter. Enter, come down to uh, act two. Enter. You know, like I'm trying to right. send my messages really quickly. So when you're saying enter, the chat thing comes up. You type, then you press enter. Yeah, to exactly. Enter so like I'm, I'm yeah. just including that in my in yeah. my path. Yeah. But like I would type so fast so people knew where to come and get me and stuff right. like that. Um, anyway, so backtracking to Max Sokoban was more like it's like a puzzle game. So it's um, you're this one figure who you have to push these sacks of gold into uh, basically into their safe like into the, where they belong like they have specific spots right but as you push them um like you can only go left right or up or down and sometimes you might block your way so you'll have to go like around a bunch of obstacles or around a specific part of the map to get to um to get back to that gold sack and then push it then you got to go around and push it down it's kind of one of those games where you have to find like there's only one path that you can take to get to that spot right so the, as the levels get harder and harder um you get like more sacks of gold and you have like less room to move around. Okay. Um, anyway, so I feel like oh, and then Coco. So the, sorry, Max Coben, That game was more like it was almost like problem solving in a way because you're uh, you're tr- you have to realize that there are only certain moves that you can make, and once you've like gone too far, once you've made a mistake, you you can't take it back. Like you'll have to restart. Um, and then Coco, I found was a game that really tested your creativity because it was really like like an open it was like a free world for you to just design whatever it is you wanted and you were given commands to attach to those characters or whatever materials that you design in the game um and what was the last one uh oh well relating to carmen san diego i i remember specifically my friends actually taking like they would grab like dictionaries and they would grab they would grab encyclopedias and like almanacs and like why do you need all these books to play this game for Carmen San Diego? Yeah. Wow. Okay. I uh, I think it's because well back then um like there wasn't Google or like it wasn't available to us. Yeah, so no, you couldn't you I couldn't had the just... game. I used to play it. Okay. I don't remember having to do that. But it was for like Microsoft like DOS. Yeah. Yeah. So you couldn't like we were limited that we couldn't look online for the yeah. answers. We actually had to look at hard printed books and we were next yeah, to the even, library. Even when the internet was available, looking online for the answers to play a game was not really a thing, right? Like yeah. cheats were a thing for video games. Yeah, yeah, yeah exactly. were, But guides weren't as much. No. I mean, I guess, yes and no. I mean, I guess like Final Fantasy and stuff, there were like game guides created, yes. But yeah. like for kids' educational games, that's 
Today, sure, you can type that in and probably find somebody doing a whole walkthrough on like every single one of them. But yeah, yeah. Back in the day, there was no YouTube, mm-hmm. and so people would have to write out guides, and that didn't happen as much. So yeah, you wouldn't have seen that. And even when the guides were written for games, they weren't always written all that well either. No, it was always like I remember I used to get so mad when I was like really young, and it would it would just be like a boss battle. Mm-hmm. And like, how do I beat the boss? And I'd read a guide on it quotations. Yeah. Um, and uh, the in the guide. The person would be like, oh, yeah, then you'll see the boss. After you beat the boss, you move on to... And I would be like, <laughs> what? No! Like, and I would be so mad. Because uh, people didn't explain anything, you know? So, anyways. Um, well, anyway, what I, what I wanted to bring up with this topic was uh, half that, like, I really enjoyed having those games where I could play and really have fun and get lost in and then have these things to take away, like, mm. the skills that I've learned. And with actually with Diablo, like, I learned about all these different items and materials that eventually when we started talking about them in like history class in high school like we would talk about like oh what's a poleaxe i'm like oh i know what that is but, like mm-hmm. nobody else would know right but i only know it because it's an item used to kill monsters in, that happens the all the time yeah right? a lot of video games educated us i think in some way i think, right? I think a lot of games i think almost all games there's some form of education mm-hmm. you can take any rpg there's a lot of text that you have to read right so yeah. i mean a lot of kids i think are affected by that and they they learn reading skills through the things they like mm-hmm. what they enjoy i know like I really like the old uh, Elder Scrolls games for that too. I think like Morrowind, especially. Yeah. Uh, that was a big game for learning a lot, like learning how to barter, learning prices of objects, the mm-hmm. weight of objects, mm-hmm. and uh, lots of text that you're reading. Things that like, you you take advantage, like you, you take advantage of the fact that you have the knowledge for this kind of stuff, and then like later on you were like, oh yeah, I didn't even learn that in school. I learned that first before I even went to school. Yeah. But uh, yeah. yeah, I think you're right. A lot of the games here that you mentioned, I already understood, like Math Blaster and Carmen San Diego. Those two, I definitely played. I never actually played the original Diablo. Um, I didn't play Coco. I played Mavis Bacon at school and Max Coben. I've never heard of. Okay, but I did play Mass. No, sorry, Number Munchers. You remember that one? No, I've never heard of that. Oh, okay, I played a lot of Number Munchers. That was a good one. Uh, Oregon Trail. Oh, Oregon Trail. Yeah, yeah that's which is a good one for education as well. I made you learn the the price of your actions, which yeah. is really important. Yeah. Um, <sighs> There's also like those tycoon games like Roller Coaster Tycoon, Dino Park Tycoon. Yeah, I think those have had a huge influence on me more for my interest in video games because okay. I'm much more interested in simulation video games than uh, anything. Uh, and that kind of like, I don't know if that was a precursor to Sims, but it almost sounded like, I had never played Sims. So the first Sims sure. was out when Roller Coaster Tycoon was out, I believe, oh, like 98 okay. around that time. Okay. But the first Sims, the first Sims was not the first simulation at all, but the, there was like a lot of like Maxis Sim games. Okay. Like Sim Ant, Sim City, Sim Copter, Sim Town, Sim, I just said Sim City. Uh, and then it went to Sims being like, now the people. And you're like, oh, oh, I see. Weird. I used to play all the other ones. So Sim Tower, like all those games are really good. Yeah. Um, and then yeah so anyways uh, you do learn a lot from the simulation games because they're simulations so mm-hmm. that's the whole point you learn especially SimCity I didn't know what residential commercial and industrial was until I played SimCity and mm-hmm. I was in grade one playing that and like that's a pretty good age to be learning about those things yeah zoning like what yeah. the heck it's great um, yeah well did you have any other like if you can recall from uh, elementary school or even just when you were younger playing yeah. games not really thinking about the educational factor you're getting out of it. Uh, a couple of good ones that I really remember that were good for me. There was, um, uh, 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 oh my god, uh, cl- uh, Clubmaster? Kidmasters? No, what? Clue Finders. Clue Finders. They, oh, that uh, sounds so familiar. Yeah, Clue Finders, they had a grade for like grade 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, mm-hmm. maybe, or just 7. Uh, and they had a video game for each of those grades. And their video game was always like a TV show. Mm-hmm. It was like fairly long though and you had to solve puzzles as you went and did things i really mm-hmm. like the clue finder series though it's really visual you can play it now and it's it's good yeah um I, I i feel like i could probably play it now and actually still have fun with it yeah it was just really good for kids and uh i'd, I'd play with that with my kids just to 
as a good educational tool. I think that works well. Yeah. Uh, so Clue Finders, shout out to that. But also shout out, I think I brought it up before, but Howie Mandel had a game that he voiced. You did uh, mention this, yeah. What was that called? Uh, Little Howie's House. It was Howie's Magical Word Adventure and then also Howie's Magical Math Adventure. There's two mm. separate ones. They're like the exact same game, but they just deal with different topics. Yeah. Those two games I would play on repeat. And I still don't <laughs> even like math all that much, but I loved those games because yeah. it, it was very good for like... I don't know. It's, it's good. It had like really funny humor in it at the time as a kid. I loved the humor. Mm-hmm. It probably even built some of my humor today. But uh, it also just like educated you like crazy on just really good topics. So. Yeah. And all around ages too. Like some stuff I didn't understand at a young age, and some stuff that challenged me even at an older age. So mm-hmm. it was a uh, good games for that. As far as mainstream games go, I think there's a, there's a lot of mainstream games that we just don't even realize how much they are educating us. Yeah. But that has also been lost to an extent. Mm-hmm. As, as we get to like Twitch games. I don't mean Twitch the company. I mean like Twitches and Twitchy. Um, yeah. Uh, Twitch reactional like games. Action, yeah. yeah. Reaction uh, I'm, I'm thinking Call of Duty and such, but like even Call of Duty has some educational aspects to it. All games do, but it's just when once you start to get to the whole um, react quickly and we'll reward you is a bad way to educate kids. Oh, I see. Now to mm. contrast that, Minecraft is the exact opposite. So Minecraft is take your time and build things slowly over time and see mm. the rewards from your actions. Ah. So okay. that's something that you learn you teach to kids and like they, that's like that's like a very that's like a much deeper cons exactly this is learn. why i think yeah. minecraft is a very good tool for your kids but you should be playing minecraft with your kids so they can understand the consequence of their actions right uh, when you when you work together to build things in yeah. that game especially when you both have different tasks and different jobs mm-hmm. and then you're dependent on each other to protect this uh a the shelter territory. or a house or whatever you're building um you can learn a lot there, but you can learn a lot with redstone. You can learn a lot with um, uh, different gardens and taking care of animals. You can learn about, uh, if you want, just go to the creative aspect and just build things. Mm-hmm. Uh, you can just totally go into a creative mode, build things all with just your palette. That's yeah. also creative for kids, too. So, I mean, there's so many different things with Minecraft you can just teach your kids all about. And if you want to get into coding, yeah. you, can, you can go into the back end of Minecraft and code the whole thing if you want to. So, mm-hmm. I think Minecraft is one of the best tools today for parents to be using to teach their kids. Yeah. So that's what I would be using if I had kids at this moment. That's cool. Yeah, like I want to actually find more games where I can enjoy but learn, like take something from it. Um, right. I can't remember what this one was called, but I'll have to ask my friend about it. They actually said that there was this, uh, uh, there was a game based on like like Warring, Ki- Warring Kingdoms or something. It has something to do with like ancient China. Oh. And, and I think they actually said it was quite accurate to the history. It's more like retrospect, like... I took history class. Hmm. I didn't really enjoy it, so I didn't take anything from it. But now, like, I want to learn so much more about history. But, but if you want to get into that topic, video games are probably not the medium you want to go to, right? No, 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 no. But what I want to get to the point is, like, I wish that we could actually have games that are, like, so accurate that you really could take from it. I see. Because you, you I want feel a like... historical simulation. Yeah. Well, in a sense. Like, I just feel like it would be, um, like, a very enjoyable way to learn. And being that I'm more of a visual learner, like, in class, it's really difficult for me to listen to somebody just talk about history. Like, I need to visualize it, and unless they're really good at storytelling or they actually show me, um, like, images and videos and things, which is really difficult to find from, like, World War II yeah. and just present it, um, like, it's it makes it a lot more difficult for me to learn. But it's something that I, I currently have, uh, like, the desire to learn about, and I want to find a way that I can learn it. This is why I had high hopes for the Assassin's Creed franchise i thought that, that was a really good concept because it was taking people to different time periods yeah and as much as i disagree with their storylines mm-hmm. i really liked how they were educating educating people educating educating people including myself on these time periods and these cities that i didn't know all that much about mm-hmm. being in north america we don't learn as much about europe so when we get classic europe or like medieval times europe 
we don't know much about it so we go oh whoa who's this guy who's that guy who's this guy and then they give you all this information that you can read once Mm -hmm. you start reading those data entries there's a lot to learn and then you might go and take that further and now start looking at source materials to actually learn a bit more which Mm -hmm. is really really interesting for kids but the assassin's creed series now has got so convoluted in its history and its (laughs) historical accuracy (laughs) that it's it's not even worth it anymore. They get to the point now where they have to actually say things like, this is not how it looked back then. We make it look like this now to be inclusive for today's society. Mm-hmm. And I have to say, well, then what is the point? So yeah, I would be concerned that a lot of the media companies today that would make something for you in that sense mm-hmm. would not be telling you the right storyline. No, but you're right. I, I, I want to live in a world where it was perfect. It would we be had great. A, yeah. yeah. Um, but if anything, yeah, like, uh, like a good takeaway would be that if anything, the game that is touching upon um, whatever it is that you want to learn about, mm. at, at the least it can inspire you to do more of your own research, right? Because that, yeah, sure. that, that's, I mean, that is kind of where I am at this point. Um, like after watching Carmen Sandiego, I was watching videos of uh, like old gameplay from the old game. Mm. And now I, like, I want to, like I actually want to like look into, oh, what is like the, like what are the main things about these uh, geographical areas and what are they known for? Like right. what are their, what are their main like staples? What's how do they? How does their economy work? You know things like that. Just, <laughs> how do you roam? How do you how do roam? you roam? Yeah. <laughs> do as the Romans do, how, but how? How do roam? <laughs> yeah. No, I get you. I, I understand, and that's uh, that's a good place to be in for sure. The thirst of knowledge is what gets all of us. So. Thirst of knowledge. Yeah. yeah. So that's interesting. Um, and yeah, it is interesting how many video games already do this to us vicariously just by playing the game. Yeah. But I uh, I would love to see games take more of that approach. And I'm not saying make educational games. There's mm-hmm. a very big difference between games that educate and educational games. Mm-hmm. But yes, more games that educate, though, would be amazing. I just remember one. Mario is Missing. Oh, yeah, Mario's Missing <laughs> is a very good one. Same with Mario Paint. Both those games are good I for kids. I love Mario Paint. Sorry. And if you want to take it to another level, actually, <laughs> um, Mario... What's it called? Mario Stylus thing? Mario Stylus? Uh, Mario Draw on the Switch thing and make Mario... These? What? No, what is that called? Oh my gosh. Mario, Wii U Mario game. It came out where you can use the stylus and you create Mario levels. Mario oh, Mario Maker. Mario Maker, oh, yes. I see. Mario Paint pretty much became Mario Maker in a sense. It's just creative mm. tools that the kids can now use. Yeah. And like coding, it's something they can kind of create and, and yeah, have to think right. outside the box, right? Mm-hmm. So, um, But yeah, Mario, Mario is missing though. You're right. Mario is missing. Yes. Was, I, I think I was so disappointed that you couldn't actually be Mario, that you were Luigi looking for Mario. <laughs> he needs a game. Whole t- yeah. Does he? I don't know. Isn't Yoshi also in that? Yeah. It's like Luigi and Yoshi. But you have Mario. to, you have to, um, uh, what is it? You actually have to do something to find Yoshi each time. Like oh, okay. in, in each area or city that you go to, like you have different hints and different uh, like art pieces that you're going to learn information from. And then by figuring something out is how you unlock Yoshi so that you can just move through the levels faster. Mm. But there isn't any more benefit than that. Right. Because you don't actually need Yoshi to get through the game. That reminds me, there is a Sesame Street PC game that came out in 1998, I think, uh-huh. around there. Uh, it was called, like, Big Birds 1, 2, 3, and also Big Birds ABC. Nice. So, again, two different discs, same game, but just different concept. Yeah. Um, the Jackson 5 song. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> and, uh, man, that was a really, really good game because it tours all of Sesame Street. And all the cool. char- in all the different areas you go to, there's a different Sesame Street character that's showing you something, and you have to solve the mystery. Yeah. The best part about that game and how a lot of these educational games went is when you replay the game, it's a different setup for the puzzles mm. each time. So every time you replay these games, and same with the Howie's Adventure one, each time you replay, the game is totally... Di- well, not totally different, but different. So you can at least enjoy the replay value of that over and over again. Okay. A lot of games forget that today, so... Yeah. 
Cool. Yeah. What so does it know? check those out. In fact, that one's a little bit hard to find. I've looked for screenshots of it, and it's hard. Like you can't even type. Like I think you have to type in Sesame Street Big Birds, Big Birds. ABCs, you okay. know, and then you finally get like one hidden photo from like GameStop or wow. GameSpot back in the day. It's a really rare game, but it was good. Oh, it's like how how difficult it was for me to find screenshots of Coco. Oh, I know it took you forever, it took right? Me yeah. Years, and then yeah. I finally found it and sent it to you. So Coco is a like party. a game development uh, Apple product, right? Yes. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Which and I think is great. I think kids today should learn more about coding, and I know that schools are now throwing it into curriculum. Mm-hmm. But I think parents should take a bit of a if they have the time or if they have the capabilities, I think they should try to take the initiative to show kids how to code at a young age. Mm. I know I'm going to do that with my kids just because coding teaches you so much more than just itself. Mm-hmm. Um, but coding is almost the new written word. Everything has code in it today. Mm. So, you know, back in the medieval ages, people didn't know. Some people knew how to read and other yep. people didn't. Yeah. I feel like in the future, coding is going to be that. Some people know how to code and others don't. And there's going to be this gigantic barrier between the people that understand what the devices are doing in the back end <laughs> and the other people that have no idea what's going on. So I'm going to definitely teach my kids coding from cool. a young age. I also really like problem solving, like with coding. Yes, you know, when exactly. You, you run into a problem and you're, you're trying to figure out what, uh, like you have to backtrack, yes. you, know, you kind of have to experiment, like, and then you have to actually think through what is this path that I'm trying to get to yeah. and how can I correct this path? And anyway, yeah. It's, it's a fun challenge. For it sure. is a fun challenge yeah. and it's very rewarding. Like it feels so, so satisfying when you finally figure it, it out. It does. Yeah. It really does. You have those triumphant moments. I'm going through that right now, developing a game right now. I'm actually live streaming it every now Yeah, now. I saw yeah. it. Yeah. Okay, so I'm going to start trying to do that on a daily basis or on like a bi... What is that? Bi-weekly? No, not bi-weekly, but bi-daily. Whatever, whatever bi-daily is, where it's every second day. <laughs> every, <laughs> other, every other, every other day is what I'm trying to say. Um, I'm going to start trying to stream my development time with that. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I'm getting those small rewards. I screw up and then boom, I get it. And I'm like, ah, I got it. Semi-daily? So, no. <laughs> semi-annually daily. <laughs> uh, no, I have no idea what you would call that, but just every other day. Yeah. Or like every couple of days, but... Uh, and not for very long. I can't stream all that long anymore. I used to try... I used to stream like four or five hours a day. Or not a day, but I used to stream like four or five hours at a time. Yeah. Uh, I did a 12-hour stream one time. But these days, man, I don't know what it is, but I can barely be on the computer for more than like more than like two hours because I spend all day at work. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, so don't take that as in I don't like computers. I have to spend too much time on a computer that I don't want to do it in my personal time. So. Yeah. So my streaming time, I don't really enjoy being on the screen, Mm -hmm. but I also think it's kind of fun to have people come in and see you code and I can show them a thing or two, or I can learn from them as well. So yeah. Yeah. Anyways, cool. Education games. I actually like this topic and I think we can come back to this. I don't want to end this. I think this is just an interesting thing in general. It's just the the learning for kids from Mm -hmm. games. Not even just kids. I mean like... Or anybody. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, Sorry. Yeah. uh, Just in general. Yeah. We all learn from lots of things. And I think I have a bit of a negative attitude towards gaming today, but taking myself out of that... (laughs) Taking myself out of that, there is so much I've learned from just games in general. Yeah. Random, random knowledge that doesn't matter at all. But I looked yeah. into because I was interested yeah, in exactly. the video games. It sparked something. In fact, yeah, I can definitely say I would not even be close to the person I am today if it wasn't for video games. So Me too. Yeah. Definitely. Yeah. That being said, EB Games called me and I want my money back. <laughs> yeah. I will help you. You're gonna help me? I don't know, I'll try. I, I, I think I think I'll be fine. I just need to go to the store. I'm just gonna go to the store and just get my credit. Sure. Should I get a Visa card or a Mastercard? Uh, Visa. It's more widely accepted around there. Okay, you just help me. Thank you. Great. <laughs> yes, I did it. Okay. Um, that's it. Anthos, where can the audience find you today? On Twitter at Anthos One. That is at A N T H Z One. Great. 
And you can find me on Matt Brush Gaming on YouTube. You can also find the uh, video version of this whole podcast, but, you know, it doesn't actually have our faces or any kind of video, but it's got a nice visualizer there for you. You can also see my live streams I was just mentioning on that same YouTube channel, Matt Brush Gaming at YouTube. Same with my Twitter handle. If you would like to see this podcast or hear this podcast on any of your podcast platforms, you can find us on Podbean, iTunes, Spotify, uh, SoundCloud, and pretty much any of your favorite podcasting platforms. Just look for us. We are the Scumbar Podcast. Please leave us a comment or review. It'll help others find us. I hope you guys are having a fantastic day because I know we are. Anthos, take it away. The way I feel with